Hello and welcome to the Zero to Finals podcast. My name is Tom and in this episode I'm going to be talking to you about miscarriage. And you can find written notes on this topic at zerotofinals.com slash miscarriage or in the early pregnancy section of the Zero to Finals Obstetrics and Gynecology book. So let's get straight into it. Miscarriage is the spontaneous termination of a pregnancy. Early miscarriage is before 12 weeks of gestation and late miscarriage is between 12 and 24 weeks of gestation. Let's start with some definitions. There are several definitions to remember relating to miscarriage. A missed miscarriage is when the fetus is no longer alive but no symptoms have occurred to indicate a miscarriage. A threatened miscarriage is when there's vaginal bleeding but a closed cervix and the fetus remains alive. An inevitable miscarriage is when there's vaginal bleeding with an open cervix. An incomplete miscarriage is when there's retained products of conception that remain in the uterus after the miscarriage has taken place. A complete miscarriage is when a full miscarriage has occurred and there are no products of conception left in the uterus. And finally, an an embryonic pregnancy is when a gestational sac is present but there's no embryo inside the gestational sac. Let's talk about ultrasound scan findings. A transvaginal ultrasound scan is the investigation of choice for diagnosing a miscarriage. There are nice guidelines from 2019 and local protocols for diagnosing a miscarriage on an ultrasound scan and always check the local and national guidelines when you're managing patients. There are three key features that the sonographer will look for in an early pregnancy on an ultrasound scan. These appear sequentially as the pregnancy develops. As each one appears, the previous feature becomes less relevant in assessing the viability of the pregnancy. These features are the mean gestational sac diameter, the fetal pole and the crown rump length, and the fetal heartbeat. When a fetal heartbeat is visible, the pregnancy is considered viable. A fetal heartbeat is expected once the crown rump length is 7mm or more. When the crown rump length is less than 7mm without a fetal heartbeat, the scan is repeated after at least one week to ensure a heartbeat develops. When the crown rump length is 7mm or more without a fetal heartbeat, the scan is repeated after one week before confirming a non-viable pregnancy. A fetal pole is expected once the mean gestational sac diameter is 25mm or more. When there is a mean gestational sac diameter of 25mm or more without a fetal pole, the scan is repeated after one week before confirming an anembryonic pregnancy. Next let's talk about management, starting with pregnancies that are less than 6 weeks gestation. Women with a pregnancy less than 6 weeks gestation presenting with bleeding can be managed expectantly, provided they have no pain and no other complications or risk factors, for example previous ectopic pregnancies. Expectant management before 6 weeks gestation involves awaiting the miscarriage without any investigations or treatment. An ultrasound scan at this point is unlikely to be helpful as it's too early in pregnancy and the pregnancy will be too small to be seen on a scan. 
A repeat pregnancy test is performed after 7 to 10 days and if the pregnancy test is negative, a miscarriage can be confirmed. When the bleeding continues or pain occurs, referral and further investigation is indicated. Next we need to talk about miscarriage in pregnancies of more than 6 weeks gestation. The NICE guidelines from 2019 suggest referral to an early pregnancy assessment service for women with a positive pregnancy test at more than 6 weeks gestation and vaginal bleeding. The early pregnancy assessment unit will arrange an ultrasound scan. The ultrasound will confirm the location and the viability of the pregnancy. It's essential to always consider and exclude an ectopic pregnancy. There are three options for managing a miscarriage. Expectant management, which is essentially to do nothing and wait for a spontaneous miscarriage. Medical management, which involves mesoprostol. And surgical management. First, let's talk in more detail about expectant management. Expectant management is offered first line for women without risk factors for heavy bleeding or infection. One to two weeks are given to allow the miscarriage to occur spontaneously and then a repeat urine pregnancy test should be performed three weeks after the bleeding and the pain settle in order to confirm the miscarriage is complete. Persistent or worsening bleeding requires further assessment and a repeat ultrasound scan as this may indicate an incomplete miscarriage and require additional management. Next let's talk in more detail about medical management. Mesoprostol is a prostaglandin analogue, meaning that it binds to prostaglandin receptors and activates them. Prostaglandins soften the cervix and stimulate uterine contractions. Medical management of miscarriage involves a dose of mesoprostol to expedite the process of the miscarriage. The mesoprostol can be given as a vaginal suppository or as an oral dose taken by mouth. The key side effects of mesoprostol are heavier bleeding, pain, vomiting and diarrhoea. Next let's talk in more detail about surgical management. Surgical management can be performed under a local or a general anaesthetic and there are two options for surgical management. Manual vacuum aspiration under a local anaesthetic as an outpatient or electric vacuum aspiration under a general anaesthetic. Prostaglandins, meaning mesoprostol, are given before surgical management in order to soften the cervix. Manual vacuum aspiration involves a local anaesthetic applied to the cervix. Then a tube attached to a specially designed syringe is inserted through the cervix and into the uterus. The person performing the procedure then manually uses the syringe to aspirate the contents of the uterus. To consider manual vacuum aspiration, women must find the process acceptable and be below 10 weeks gestation. It's more appropriate for women that have previously given birth. Electric vacuum aspiration is the traditional surgical management of miscarriage and this involves a general anaesthetic. The operation is performed through the vagina and the cervix without making any incisions. The cervix is gradually widened using dilators and the products of conception are removed through the cervix using an electric powered vacuum.
Anti-recess-D prophylaxis is given to recess-negative women that are having surgical management of a miscarriage. Finally, let's talk about incomplete miscarriage. An incomplete miscarriage occurs when retained products of conception, which is fetal or placental tissue, remain in the uterus after the miscarriage. These retained products create a risk of infection. There are two options for treating an incomplete miscarriage. Medical management, which involves mesoprostol, and surgical management, which involves a procedure called evacuation of retained products of conception. An evacuation of retained products of conception, or ERPC, is a surgical procedure involving a general anaesthetic. The cervix is gradually widened using dilators and the retained products of conception are manually removed through the cervix using vacuum aspiration and curatage. Curatage essentially means scraping the products away from the endometrium. A key complication of the procedure is endometritis, which is infection of the endometrium. So thanks for listening to this episode on miscarriage. As always, a big thank you to Harry Watchman for perfectly editing this podcast. And I hope you join us for the next episode where we'll talk about recurrent miscarriage.